Her steps are blue. This is one of the things my friend Jeannie says when she's talking about me to other people. It's from a time where I had mentioned one day that I had wished the steps to my basement were blue rather than brown. I had just been kvetching about all the things I had to do. And then I added in with frustration. And these brown steps are just making me crazy. I wish they were blue. Well, two days later, Jeannie comes over and guess what? The steps were blue. I had painted them. And she tells this story to make a point that I am one of those instant gratification kind of gals. I like to see it now, kind of like ready, fire, aim. Put another way, my husband likes to say sarcastically, you're such a good waiter. You just wait so well for things. And he's always rolling his eyes and making fun of me because I don't like to wait. I don't like to wait. Let's do this thing now. Are you like this? Are you impatient and want to see change happen immediately? But more often than not, things don't change that fast. Transformation takes time. We just can't simply buy a can of paint and make everything in our life look exactly the way we want it to look, can we? Well, today's podcast is about transformation, about navigating the tension between knowing the results you want to see immediately (laughs) and the inevitable waiting that must happen as we live our life on purpose. Hi, I'm Sherry Honeycutt, and I'm thrilled you're taking time to listen to this podcast, Design Your Life on Purpose. Each week, I bring you something to chew on or something to implement right away that will help you design, create, and most importantly, live the life you've always intended. It's my belief that each of us can have a beautiful life. We really can on the inside and the out. We can have this when we make deliberate choices about what we think, how we feel, and the actions we take. In other words, we can have it when we take 100% responsibility for everything in our life. But that isn't always easy, is it? That's why I've created this podcast. I've created it for people who, like me, sometimes just say, oh gosh, is this as good as it's going to get? My work is about helping us all, myself included, stop living by default where one day just sort of bleeds into the next and the next and the next with no real direction or no plan or or no juice. Rather, I'm here to help us all live each day on purpose, to make bold sweeping moves on purpose, to have optimistic thoughts on purpose, to just simply put, live on purpose. You can learn more about me and my work on my website, sherryhoneycutt.com, C-H-E-R-I-H-O-N-E-Y-C-U-T-T. But for now, I invite you to grab a cup of coffee or tea, or maybe put your shoes on and head out for a walk, and let's get started designing and living your most beautiful life, you guessed it, on purpose. Years ago, I wrote a piece in my local paper in Asheville, North Carolina about my three favorite items. They were paint, mulch, and Rubbermaid storage bins. Well, these things are still my favorite. Why? Because they can cover up or hide a lot and give you instant gratification. Think about it. No more scuff marks. Cover up that bare earth or weeds, and you can hide all kinds of things in a Rubbermaid bin until you figure out what you want to do with it instant gratification. But in most areas of your life, instant can't happen. 
but that doesn't keep me from trying. (laughs) This summer, I started using arm weights in the pool a few days a week, and I would ask Mark, hey, am I buffed yet? (laughs) A few days of restricting my carbs, and I want to have gone down a pant size. Send out two emails about a new coaching program, and I want all the spaces to be filled. But things don't work that way. Change, true transformation, takes time and patience. To be successful with this, we have to navigate the tension between where we are and where we want to be. Well, what do I mean by navigating the tension? I've talked about this before if you've listened to some of my other podcasts. In this case, it's living in and appreciating that sweet spot between seeing what is, or rather not seeing anything change at all, and knowing, well, no, trusting that things will change. You hold the vision of how you want it to be. And this is hard. It's really hard. It's literally visualizing what you want without seeing any evidence that change is happening. That's the natural course of how most things change. You don't see a tree grow. You just notice that it's bigger. And now that we're on computers and not typing on real paper, you can't see the volume of what you've written. You have to trust there are thousands of words on your hard drive. Well, you don't see huge amounts of money accumulating as compound interest slowly occurs. You just have to trust that it's all adding up. You don't see pounds drop or people who like what they are hearing on your podcast. You don't see them. You don't see the positive impact you're making on your supervisor as they consider you for a promotion. You can't see your cortisol levels decreasing from just 10 minutes of daily meditation or how long your car will last as you make certain to do regular maintenance. You just can't see it. And we don't see the results of the majority of our actions. And we also don't see the negative impacts either. So we eat fast food a few days a week. We can't see what that does to our cholesterol level right away. We buy a few unnecessary items we don't need. We can't see what it could have done for us had we saved that money instead. So we don't market our product or we don't keep our commitment to writing daily or we don't put ourselves out there to date. We don't see the negative or the absence of change either. It is the slow speed of change, which is often at the root of not living on purpose. It is the lack of visible transformation that keeps us living by default. It's what keeps us doing the same behavior over and over and over until one day we wake up and say, well, crap, look where I am. Or rather, look where I'm not. This is the crux of what living on purpose is. It's about deliberately deciding what you want and making daily choices that move you in that direction, despite the lack of evidence your efforts are working. Ugh, despite the evidence. (laughs) It's hard. Well, the butterfly is often the symbol of transformation, and it's a good one. They begin as a caterpillar and then they naturally emerge as the beautiful butterfly. We love this metaphor, but the change is happening in the cocoon, which we don't see. The outcome is the big finale, the big reveal, the big finish, but the work is the daily cellular shifts that happens within the cocoon. It's the same with us. Transformation is more times than not invisible. So if that's true, what are we going to do about that? What are we going to do about that? Well, I have a few things for you to consider and to chew on as you think about your own transformation. Okay. So first, 
Lasting transformation happens in small steps. The caterpillar can't decide, you know what, I got things to do. I think I'm just going to fast forward to the butterfly part. Nope, can't do it. You can't skip the part where the change actually happens. So as we choose those action more times than not, we've got to start small. You can't run the marathon the first day you put on your tennis shoes. You can't transform the culture of your business the first day of your staff retreat. You don't find the love of your life the day you go on match. You can't declutter a lifetime of accumulation in a weekend. You can't change careers, get fit, save a million dollars, find a new tribe in a day. It just doesn't go that way. These things, these important things take time. And we have to watch out for the desire to jump all in and force it or try to force these things to happen overnight. Rather, our focus must start out much smaller, which is way less sexier. Okay, we love the transformation story, but life isn't like American Idol where an unknown becomes an overnight sensation. That's not reality. It's more like what Cher said, it takes years to become an overnight success. So we start small, rather safe, mundane, and manageable. Therefore, we have to measure behaviors, not outcomes. This is the second point I want you to chew on a bit. Measuring behavior, not outcomes. Most things we want are not as simple as buying a can of paint or covering things up with mulch. Things are a bit more complex. You know that. The more important they are, these shifts are even more elusive. And so seeing these immediate results of our actions is just not realistic. So rather than looking for the change to happen, we have to look at our behaviors that will lead to the outcomes we want. These we can see. So when tacking a ship, tacking means turning it in a new direction, the ship's wheel must be turned many times before you actually see the vessel begin to move. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but you begin to turn it long before you ever see the boat move. And it takes a lot of effort and action before the change or the change in direction actually is is occurring. The captain must trust that the message from the helm of the boat is reaching the rudder underneath the ship to begin to steer it in a new direction. In this case, the captain can see the wheel turning and know that they are doing what needs to be done to have the outcome they want. They know and trust this even when the boat seems to be not moving at all. And y'all, the bigger the ship, the slower this tacking may take. So what do you measure? You can measure your time with your butt in the chair, writing or doing your finances or whatever. You can measure the number of miles walked, the number of emails sent, the number of days without alcohol or sugar, the number of rooms cleaned. Essentially, you can measure time and action, not outcomes. And I found this to be a crucial step to living on purpose, a crucial step to living on purpose, because without the evidence, we humans stay put. We peter out. We stay on default mode. Measuring our behaviors decreases the chances that our mood can hijack us, which is the third thing I want you to consider, our mood. As much as we can, we want to lead our life, make decisions with our highest and wisest self driving the bus. We're careful not to let our moods assert itself and hop into the driver's seat. The mood that can take us off course 
But here's the tricky part. Our moods can sound very reasonable and adult-like. Moods, though, are just resistance dressed up in fancy clothes to distract us. I'm going to talk more about resistance in an upcoming podcast, but for today, let's just talk about it a little bit. Resistance is inevitable when you are living on purpose. Why? Because there's a part of each of us who wants things to stay the same. While change is inevitable, we crave certainty, and there is nothing more uncertain than going a new untraveled path. So resistance shows up, often dressed up as something rather benign, like, oh, I'm just not in the mood today to go exercise. I'll go tomorrow. I'm not really in the mood to cook. Let's just order out. Well, I'm not really in the mood to market my business. I'm not in the mood to talk to my staff or clear out the clutter or write those thank you notes or deal with my finances. Our moods hijack us. And this is okay once in a while, but understand this is how we resist change, one mood at a time. In truth, I'd probably never, (laughs) I'd probably never be in the mood to do a lot of the very things that are required for me to have the life that I want. So I have to override my mood some days and just do the thing. Anyway, mood be damned. And this leads to another tip or a strategy for transforming And this is tracking. This is pen to paper, you guys. It's old school. (laughs) I've already mentioned that we can't see the results of actions immediately and that we have to be thoughtful about measuring behaviors rather than outcomes. And we've got to hold that tension between doing what is required to have the results we want and not seeing the payoff. So what do we do? We track. We quite literally keep a log, write down our actions, collect data in a way to track our behavior. Let me give you a few examples from my own life. I draw out little squares at the beginning of the year, each representing $100 toward a trip Mark and I want to take to Europe in 2023. I've made a commitment for a certain number of squares to be colored in each month. I see the small deposits are accumulating for something that is not going to happen for quite some time. I literally color them in. I do the same thing with the amount of time I show up to write. I capture the time because the output is hard to see. When I'm on the top of my game, I track my food so I can look back and see that I made good choices despite my physical body still looking the same. I track the number of business calls I make, not the number of sales, not the number of people who hire me. I track my behavior, not my outcome. I track it literally on paper. It kind of goes back to those potty charts when we were kids where we get a gold star if we go to the potty. Maybe I'm just wacky that way, but it's really gratifying. But more than that, this keeps us fired up and motivated. And there's nothing more depleting than looking for results and not seeing any. And often the results are completely out of our control. But our behavior is not. So tracking keeps us fired up and honest. I did X for Y reasons, which I trust is leading me to Z. It all adds up. And saying what you want, you guys, saying what you want is not enough. It's a start. It's how we start. But we humans gravitate back to the way things have always been. The transformation we want happens in the micro, like the cells of the caterpillar, And if we want to emerge as a butterfly, we have to patiently do the work, 
setting ourselves up to beautifully emerge. So we tack, we track, and we trust. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. As always, I hope you found a nugget or two that you can implement right now to help you live the life that you've always intended. You may have already heard of my Life on Purpose Mastermind Group. I'm so excited about it. It starts this year, September 29th of 2020, and it's going to be awesome. I just want you to have a visual of what we're about to do, you guys. We're still in a pandemic. We're moving from the summer into the fall, and I don't know about you. I'm a little bit worried about what it's going to be like to be sheltering again in place, having limited contact. I also want my year to end on an astonishingly high note, and this is a weird year, am I right? So that is one of the reasons I have launched this Life on Purpose Mastermind for those of us who want to have control during a time when we feel like we have a control over far little. We have less control than we've ever... I really want... I really want this to be a time for us to take back control of our life. So let me ask you a few questions. If you would describe yourself as someone who is stressed out or lost or maybe bored or stalled, then this may be an experience for you. I'd really invite you to take a look at what I've put together. On the other hand, if you would describe yourself as eager, or perhaps you're hungry, or you're searching, then I also want you to check it out. This group that I'm putting together is going to be all about insights and support and community and shifting energy. And it's about action, you guys. It's about massive action. You're going to leave this experience, this 12-week experience changed. I promise you. In fact, I guarantee it. I know this because everything I'm bringing to this mastermind is something I've used to shape and transform my own life because I've been burned out, baby. I've been burned out, bummed out, broke. And each time, each time I found a guide or a tool or a way out. And that's what this group is all about. I'd love to be your guide to the life that you've always intended. So you'll find a link in the description of this podcast or go to sherryhoneycutt.com, click on work with Sherry and you'll see On Purpose Mastermind. But hear me when I say this, listen up. You can have a beautiful life. You really, really can. You can when you take 100% responsibility for everything in your life. Yes, everything, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions when you live on purpose. Until next time.